What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Take It 20. Thank you for everybody for being so patient and understanding. Everybody who reached out to me when I posted what I did on my story on Instagram. I really do appreciate all of you guys and the words of encouragement of just saying, like, yeah, take your time, come back stronger. Like, I really appreciate all of you guys. So... Without further ado, this is the first episode back, and what I really wanted to jump right into is the trade deadline. With it coming up so fast, I think that it's best for us to just dive right into it and talk about some of the teams that, you know, first off, everybody is talking about. Um, Just really want to give my take on... Some of the situations that I feel could go down, um, some people are already predicting these things, but in ways that I feel like they would go is how I'm going to talk about them today. So starting off, I'll go with the Brooklyn Nets and the 76ers. So everybody's talking about the James Harden-Ben Simmons trade, and Some people don't like this trade, in my personal opinion. I think that it helps both teams out. Um, With Ben Simmons, he does need to be on a team where he's best utilized and hidden as a non-shooter. Point blank, period. And the 76ers would be getting back Harden, which is a huge upgrade to Ben Simmons in his non-shooting and especially if they're able to keep Tobias Harris. I know that they want to get off that contract, but him along with Joel Embiid and James Harden, like him being the third option, I think, excuse me, would actually prove to be very good for him in terms of him getting open shots and much better looks and drives to lane and things of that nature. Honestly, this is the best trade situation that they could get for Ben Simmons, unless the 76ers are holding out hope that Ben Simmons will want to come back and play for the Sixers, which is very unlikely, in my opinion. You guys have heard what I... Excuse me. You guys have heard what I feel about Ben Simmons and his whole relationship with the 76ers, and that is not something that can be rehabbed. And really, Simmons getting out of Philadelphia and with James Harden now saying that he's not exactly happy with it like in the Nets organization it seems like it would be best for them to be traded off right right now now if they if the 76ers don't want to do that and want to trade Simmons someplace more so out west I think the best trade situation would be with the Kings both De'Aaron Fox and Buddy Heald are some players that are on the trading block so I think that that's actually something that they would be able to get. I think the 76ers would be able to get both players 
as long as they sent over Simmons, they would also have to send over Green or some sort of contract similar to his just to add that filler into it. Um, but I think Simmons already commands a comeback of something of Buddy Hield and De'Aaron Fox already. So, honestly, I do believe Daryl Morey would make that kind of argument, saying that what we're giving you in Simmons, Buddy Hield, and De'Aaron Fox would never give you in terms of being like a an all-star and somebody who can really help your team win. Though, I really do like both of those players. I don't think that they effectively, like, help winning. It's been proven over a time period of them playing with the Kings. It's just not a team that really is conducive to winning. So I think that that would be another really good trade. But the best trade on the table would be the Brooklyn Nets. Now, moving on to the Portland Trailblazers, you have players like CJ McCollum, Yosef Nurkic, and Larry Nance Jr. who are out there that are available, especially after the whole trade with the Clippers, which I'm very happy about, uh, where the Clippers got Norman Powell and Robert Covington. And it in that trade, it really seems like the Blazers are just kind of open for business. They didn't get any sort of picks. They got Well, they got a second-round pick, but in terms of the players they got, it was Eric Bledsoe, uh, Justice Winslow, and Keon Johnson. Where I understand they're probably going to not re-sign Justice Winslow, not re-sign Eric Bledsoe, or release him and not... Um, because his contract is only guaranteed for like three million and some odd dollars, so they'll probably do something like that. But it just kind of seems like they're going in a direction that is very confusing to me. But if they were to continue on this trend, basically they're just going to be doing a fire sale. So. Like players like CJ McCollum, you could like Yukis Nurchic, Larry Nance Jr., those types of players are gonna be honestly being sold like pennies on the dollar. I don't really understand what their whole um end game is with this, but for the sake of just saying they're not doing that, let's say that they actually go out and find a really good partner for CJ. I think that the best partner actually would be the Celtics, where you would be able to get like a package that I'm thinking is something like Marcus Smart, Josh Richardson, and two first-round picks. Something of that kind of package, I think, would be really beneficial to the Blazers and I think it's something that actually is more than worth CJ's like 
what he brings to the table, I think that he's worth that trade and more. But especially for the Blazers, you get Marcus Smart, who's, I think, only on a two-year deal right now. But if they were to bring him back and have him play along Damian Lillard, that's something that helps them in the defensive um, aspect of the game because everybody knows Dame and CJ together have not been a great defensive backcourt. Um, so bringing in a player like Marcus Smart, somebody else who can handle the ball, makes really good decisions, and isn't really a turnover-prone player, like very like-minded to a Damian Lillard, and CJ isn't a turnover machine either. He's really good with the ball. So you're not losing anything there. You're just losing a little bit of the, or yeah, a good portion of the shooting. But you're adding a really good defensive aspect, and then also you're getting two first-round picks. So I think that that would be the best trade scenario for CJ McCollum. A Nurkic, however, I think would be best kind of dumped. His salary, um, there's a couple of teams out there that I think would really benefit from his services in terms of, terms of contenders, like uh, Dallas Mavericks. But I don't really see a very enticing trade package that they can put together to actually get the Blazers to bite, unless they give them the same kind of deal that they just gave the Clippers. If that was the case, then, yeah, I can see Nurkic moving in that direction. Um, But the more likely scenario that I see is him going to the Hornets for a package of, like, Plumlee, Jones, and a first-round pick, something of, like, that nature. Um, Like, Plumlee is a center that... Even though, like he's been on a downward spiral, is some he is a player that I do believe in. Um, if he gets a really good off season under him, he'll be a good defensive threat. He'll give you at least ten points, fifteen rebounds if he gets a really good off season, and that's the same kind of stats that Nurkic is giving you, just a little bit more on the offensive side. So. I think that it would be a decent trade for the Blazers to look at, especially because they would be getting a first-round pick in that trade. But that's all up in there. And with Larry Nance Jr., I don't think that there's really a trade partner out there for him. Um, If they're trying to move off of his contract, then that's something that they're going to have to look at like an OKC or a team of that nature. Because the more that I looked at teams that could be interested in Larry Nance Jr., that he would be pretty far down their list. Um, And I think that if some of those teams missed out on their first or second option, I don't think that they would be really too inclined to go out and try and trade for Larry Nance. Uh, Just because Larry Nance Jr. isn't the huge difference maker. Um, 
that you would really want to center a trade around. And now moving on to the Pacers, another team that's very, very confusing um, and also has not one but two players, I think, that will still be with the team after the trade deadline, and that's in Miles Turner and TJ Warren. Both of those guys have been rumored to be on the trading block and teams are calling about them, but the more... Just like I was saying with like Larry Nance Jr., Jokic Nurkic, or Yusuf Nurkic, it's it's hard to see any sort of trade for either one of those players, especially because of Miles Turner's injury history as of late. Uh, T.J. Warren, he's come back; he's been looking pretty good, but also that's another player that I'm looking. Looking at sideways of just like, I don't want to give up too much for him because I don't know what his health is going to be down, be like down the line. Same with Miles Turner. So those two players, I know that there's a trade out there for them. It's just not something that I'm seeing. But the best thing that I think would be or actually the the trade that I see most likely happening is Sabonis being moved off to actually the Dallas Mavericks for like a Maxi Kleba and some other salary filler as long as well as a first round pick, possibly a second round pick as well. But that is the trade that I think would be best suited for the Pacers, just because they they would be able to get a solid asset in Max Kleba, somebody that, barring health, he's somebody that you would really like to have on your team along, and it's not like he's a first option, but him as a third option would be really ideal, so... Being able to pick him up, a first-round pick, set yourself up for not this free agency, but the free agency after, then start going at things and see what you can do The like during that offseason, but also that following season to see if you can move off Miles Turner and a TJ Warren, depending on how they do throughout the year. And the last team that I really wanted to talk about is the Lakers. Now, this is a team, and I've said it before, like, the Lakers were a team that I honestly thought were going to do really well. Um, Not a fan of them at all, as you guys know, I'm a Clipper fan, but... I did think that the Lakers were going to be really good this season. Thought that they were going to figure it out. But honestly, at this point, it seems like like it is what it is, to be completely honest. Um, and I don't see... Like, everybody's saying trade Russell Westbrook. And I get that. But there's no trade partner out there. 
They're saying that the Houston Rockets are a team that would be willing to bring back Harden or bring back um, Westbrook, which, in my opinion, doesn't make any sense whatsoever just because they're, they would have to negotiate a buyout situation. And for Westbrook, I don't think that would be a, a re, uh, be a good move whatsoever. I think that the best move for him is to just kind of suck it up, try his best to play in his role that he's been given, and that's really it. But I know that the Lakers also want to move off of his contract. They're telling Frank Vogel to bench him. So, like, let's say that the Lakers do trade uh, Westbrook for John Wall. You have John Wall, then it's going to take some time for him to get into basketball shape, though he would be a much better fit along with this um, Laker team. Though, if I was the Houston Rockets, I'm going to be like, all right, well, I'm going to need some draft assets at least for me to take on this contract, be like, I'm going to buy out this contract. So I'm doing all of your dirty work, essentially. So with that being said, the Lakers don't have any, like, really any draft assets to entice them with in terms of first-round picks. They have a lot of second-round picks, but no first-round picks, really. So it's a situation where, yeah... That seems like it would be the best trade for the Lakers, but it doesn't make sense for the Houston Rockets whatsoever. So the Lakers are stuck with Russell Westbrook unless they want to actually buy him out. So unless that were to happen... The Lakers are going to have Russell Westbrook. They're going to have to figure it out. The only trade asset that they do have is a THT, which, you know, he hasn't been playing as well as he did last year, but he is still a really good player. If you're to entice some team that wants to start moving in the younger direction, like let's say a Blazers, if you're able to get something for him, then maybe you look at it, but I I don't know. The Lakers situation is very, very tricky because they don't have any room to trade anything. So it's their best bet is to hope that some players start getting bought out and then they'll start trying to target those players. But that's really the only thing that I can see the Lakers doing. So, yeah. With that, I'm going to call in an episode. Um, just wanted to get right back into this. I know this episode might have been a little rough. I know I'm just getting used to it again. But thank you guys for tuning in again and everybody who's been with me thank you thank you very much i really do appreciate it um and you know we're gonna get right back to it another episode on friday and 
I'll talk to you guys then. Peace.